You have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe podcast. Your contact's code names are Luke. They did a massive test, thousands and thousands of workers. They did a four-day work week and realized that, uh, yeah, our entire fucking system of labor is completely arbitrary. Mike. You can fly here. That's what it takes. You cannot go through the land borders. But for some reason, you could fly in a tube full of people and come over here. What the fuck? And Scott. Oh, dude, I've spent the last two years of my life, like, ripping whiskey and chicken sandwiches and waking up whenever the fuck I want to. Now I got to get <laughs> up on Monday Monday morning at 645 Back from the brink. It's a Is It Safe podcast. I know you've all been dying for the next episode. And I mean you all. I mean Danny, Eric, and maybe somebody else. I don't even know who listens, but uh, it's good to be back. Here we are. Here we are. Me, Luke, and Scott. That's right. There's only three of us. The Holy Trinity. Is that not, not to, listeners not, why not there's to, only three of us? Well, not to leave out Matt. I mean, Matt is Matt's taking a he's taking a small hiatus. We'll we'll see. We're gonna try what? to get him back. It's over. He left the show. It's cool with it. He's cool with it. Why are you half-assing it? We tell our listeners the truth here. I, I, that might be the truth. I just don't want to. I don't want to. You know. Oh, is he coming back? I didn't know that. Cool. No, I, I don't know. I just, if, if we can get his ass back. At any There's moment, always a possibility. This is like when, you know, when someone breaks up with you and you're like, mm-hmm. but maybe. You just, you can't, you can't fucking deal with it. You just <laughs> can't deal with it. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance. Fucking leads, leads a week. Think of all the million. good times. One in a million. Well, Matt is temper. He has left the show as of now, and it's not a secret, so we're not hiding it. Uh, Matt, we love you. We know Matt will pop on. He said we'd love to return for guest appearances, which, Matt, if you're listening to this now, you are always welcome on the show forever and always. You have an open invite. You know that. And three of us will carry forth the torch and the high, high bar of broadcast quality that you set on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Now I got to be in the number two. Good things. Now I got to be the number three. I don't know how to do that. That's like the uh, strong. You can't forward, be the third. Right? You haven't been a third. I imagine you've been a third at some point in your life. Uh, usually I kick back, but at this party last <laughs> night, or this party last night, I decided I was going to be the number, you know, one. Uh, oh, really? You went for it. I don't want to be the yeah, third. I, I want to be the first. Yeah, I don't know. It was just a bunch of people talking about like politics and Trump and shit. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm jumping here, like you know, like this seems like my spot. I'm the guy that's like, oh, always on the, I'm on, the, I'm on the fringe, exactly. Well, and when, so when the party needs a little, a little boost, I'll, uh, I'll come in and, and say something that isn't being said in a social setting. Not to be a fucking rabble rouser, just to be like, you know, have you thought of this? So now I gotta now I gotta be that John, guy because John Scott can uh, I ask a you podcast this? I mean, of three is different than a podcast of four. Uh, let mm-hmm. me ask you this: uh, Were the, the people you were talking to were they uh, were they liberals talking about Trump or were they right wingers talking about Trump? You cut out a little bit, yep. so I didn't. Yeah, you are shit. 
it was a lib party and awesome it's really good to it's really good to know that i'm already cutting out um but uh yeah just yeah, a it, was, it was a it was it was a lib party for sure always Perfect. know yeah. if the juice is worth the squeeze <laughs> they need to shut the fuck up exactly stop talking about fucking donald <laughs> trump he's not fucking president give me he's a not goddamn a break he's not alive anymore yeah Dude, well, that motherfucker is going to he he's going to die surprisingly and awfully in the next year and a half. True. <laughs> yeah, I, there's no way well, unless he's eternal. I don't know. He might live fucking forever. This guy has like basically defied all odds. What did, what did you have a few drinks this morning? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't drink. That's the thing. Maybe that's what it is. This I don't think he does. I really don't think he drinks. He could, no, he doesn't. He does Adderall, and he does all the uppers in the world all the time, but he doesn't drink. That's not even... That's just hearsay. It's a I mean, I, I, assume, I assume he's buzzed up on something. I mean, he must be doing some kind of meth. Some uh, form of he does, he does. Yes, he's an uppers freak, man. He's an absolute... He's like Hitler. He's like the Nazis. You know, in more like ways than one. a vegetarian, except... Uh, <laughs> veg, he, well, he's not a vegetarian, but Hitler was a vegetarian. No, you remember when Clemson won the national championship and they served all those the government <laughs> hamburgers. The government was shut down. Clemson won the national title. They come to the president's office to the White House to check it out and celebrate their title. And it was a smorgasbord. I would have been in heaven, man. There was McDonald's and Wendy's and Chick-fil-A and every wow. fast food on these high class, highfalutin trays. And uh that was funny. I, I laughed at that experience. I thought yes. that was fucking hilarious because there's no way there is no fucking way that the quality of any of the fast food around dc is gonna like beat the quality of fast food around i don't know uh the inner city of detroit it's what? all gonna it's That's all bullshit. gonna it's all gonna be dude none of it looks like what it is on it's the all menu, the same right i've had chick-fil-a in maryland i've had uh, chick-fil-a here yeah, it all tastes it's the all, same it's always sad warm uh barely warm yeah. and uh then by the time anybody ate that shit it was fucking room temp and the lettuce was soggy and those fucking champions, those football <laughs> champions ate soggy lettuce and room temperature fucking uh, pink beef. Same shit they were eating all season. So, yeah, nothing changed. It's like, oh, it's exactly. like being, on, uh, being at the dorm room. They, man. Didn't get, was... they didn't get like a fucking sweet ass steak. Yeah, they did it in purpose. It so to make them feel more comfortable. They felt for, they felt much more comfortable. Uh-huh. Uh, There's yeah, like, oh, we're at home. Sure we're cater. in my dorm yep. room right now. Yeah, it feels great. It's my movie. It's smaller for some reason. <laughs> so, uh, I wonder if they served so, uh, since they had fast food at that. By the thing way, that, uh, wait, who's talking now? Has to do. What is it you're saying? Oh my God! Shut up! It's, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I would. I would shut up if I could. Uh, that was the fake Luke. That's not the real Luke. Yes. Uh, I wonder if they serve Bush, you know, if you're going to have shitty beer and shitty food. Yeah, I hope they serve Bush at that outing. Uh, anyways, uh, Matt, we love you. We hope you have a great Thanksgiving, and uh, I'm sure we'll see you on the show soon. And for those of you that take this as a sign of our decline or our show falling apart, let us, let us reassure you we're here. We are dedicated. We are not going anywhere, and we are as strong as we've ever been, and we will do shows much more consistently. We have been really disappointing lately. Shit, I don't even know if we've done two or three shows over the last two-plus months, but It's hey, been a little fucked. We're not giving up. We're here. It's and been a good little things fucked. are coming. 
2022 is going to be our best year yet. Yeah, people got – hey, listen, you know, I, I had I literally had three uh, three interviews that were all happening on Wednesdays. So I had to cancel three Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's uh, that's rough. Um, You're a lousy nobody wants... softball player. Nope, that's not true. I'm a great, I'm a great softball player. Uh, yeah, that was very I, much yeah. – sarcasm that's uh, uh yeah that, no that's uh, yes we've been a little been a little flimsy a little little wacky but uh yeah we're we're much committed to this we will be going forward uh and with three of us we have uh you know one less person scheduled to have to worry about <laughs> so, no offense to idiots on a podcast <laughs> no offense to matt but dealing with three people as opposed to four does help no, it's just a numbers game. That's all it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a numbers it's just, game. It's easier to teach twelve kids in a classroom than it is twenty-four. So it's just mm-hmm. how it is. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Were you talking, uh, uh, Luke? Did you start talking, talking work shit? I, I didn't think you were. I don't think you were going. Oh yeah, no. I I, I got a new I got a new day job. So. Oh. Yeah, so I'm on a new day job. Whatever, motherfucker. New new computer, and, uh, but but it's all better. I, whatever I had before really sucked. Um, and he stood there like the house by the side of the road, and and Castiano sits a deep left. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, Vin, uh, <laughs> Mike, do you have the do you have the Vin Scully drop on socialism? No, I, I'm sorry. I don't have the one ready. I know I should. I apologize. Do you know what I'm I'll talking talk. about, though? Have you heard I have no that? idea. I have not. No. Uh, can you just look up Vince Scully socialism on the side here? Uh, I will. <laughs> absolutely fucking I'll add that to the list, uh, you know, because. Oh, oh, and asking. it's like, oh, they come from they come from a socialist country, which has never worked in the history of the world. <laughs> and we can see it here today. They're white folks. And then they're and ignorant motherfuckers like you. And it's two on, two out. <laughs> Bottom of the set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something pretty like good. that. Yeah, yeah that's pretty that. much it. <laughs> <laughs> we could literally. Shit <laughs> 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 could be just. This shit could just be, it could just be Eric Allen's drops that would take us through the, the whole show. Could just be that. We're gonna get all in your face and point out your faults. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna look that one up for sure. It's uh, really funny. So yeah, so it's the three of us going forward. The show's still here. Is it safe pod at gmail.com? Let us know. You can email us. And in fact, we do have an email. This is from oh, shit. November. F- We've been off for a bit. It's from November fifth, but it's from this month at least. And of course, it's from Danny. Of course, the Danny. one and only. Danny. It says, gents, thanks for hitting some many Saints of Newark content for me. Yikes. The Sopranos <laughs> is the greatest television show we've had with little room for discussion. Wow. Okay. That's true. He, he's right about the Sopranos. You haven't even watched the whole show, though. You're just accept- I, I you're accepting it? I haven't watched the whole show, but I've watched enough of it to know that like that is it's probably true. That doesn't yes, sound like you. You epic. usually need to be. I know. Verified. Yeah, you're not you know, allowed, trust you're not but verify. To, no, no. I'm actually. I'm, I'm usually willing. I'm usually willing to uh, cast judgment after like two or three episodes. 
the same same way I used to throw somebody's uh, manuscript in the fucking dusty. The second even batting an eyelash. Yeah, I got through <laughs> read two pages of a manuscript, throw it in the trash. Wow. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, so, man. You know, get to the point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, it continues. What a delight to watch a two-hour retro episode that echoed all of the frequencies we loved so much about the original show. Liv Soprano doing proto Carmela. Tony being way more oh, AJ than he remembers or is willing to acknowledge. The Junior, Silvio, and Polly portrayals all sparkled. Dicky fighting with his calm or his gumars like Tony did. <laughs> Dicky's emotional volatility driving much of the story as it did with Tony's throughout the show's run. The soundtrack was delightful. There were more beautiful shots than I could count. Just like the show, ten out of ten. Shit. Mm. Jesus. No way. I know. No. I agree. No way. Did you? Go ahead, John. No way, man. That's. I mean, uh, Saints of Newark was like probably a six point two out of ten. That's my, very rock solid. I agree. <laughs> that'd be my IMDb rating. Uh, I, I just think they did it have to. Did it have to be? It doesn't it have to stand on its own? No. I, I think the problem with the Saints of Newark for me was that I, I guess I did mention this in the in the episode when we yeah. talked about it. Like if, if you're a fan of the show, it, that movie probably was way better to you than it was to somebody like me who has not seen all the episodes. I'm a fan of the show, but I have not watched all the episodes. I have not gone in episode by episode. I would I mean, guess the more episodes of the Sopranos you watched. The less you would like the Saints of New Saints of Newark. See now, that's Child, my, my theory would be the reverse. It would be <laughs> the more that you've watched, the more you would like that movie because the movie like dovetails into, you know, several gaps or whatever that are in the show in general. It was just it's, so it's an assumption because I haven't seen them all. So the show is just so good, though. Like it, it's like if they made a. <laughs> oh, it is. It's it's like if they made a a wire movie now you'd be like okay well this this has got to be you know this is either like awesome or bust uh i I wouldn't want like if they made a wire movie prequel i would watch it and i would inevitably be disappointed because it couldn't possibly hold up to you know the five seasons of the wire bye felicia i think you're right i think they're probably there are probably purists out there who would purists. who wouldn't entertain <laughs> any uh, any retconning of the story or, or you know fillers at all. Whoopsie daisy. But then there are people who probably watch <laughs> stuff like that, watch serial content, and are you know they they really want blanks filled in. That is bullshit. <laughs> I will tell you this. I, I actually watched a show recently that really reminded me of The Wire, and I blew through two seasons of it. This is a side note, Danny. Sorry. It's called The uh, City on a Hill. It's on Showtime. It stars Kevin Bacon like you've never seen him before. I mean, Ooh, not I like you saw him that. in, not like you saw him in Wild Things with his dong in the shower. But <laughs> this is a different way of seeing him. He's like old and haggard. And he's a fucking scumbag and he's got a mustache and it's based in like the early nineties. It was a really good show, man. They did two seasons of it and I think it's over. It's just a two season run. It was executive produced by Damon and Affleck. So 
it's about Boston and it has the same feel as the wire in Baltimore, except it's Boston. You know, you got all these different arenas and avenues. So many You got a whole coalition about <laughs> yeah, of black <laughs> unity trying to fight racism, and then you but you have all the parts that the wire does where they mix in you know, City Hall and the police, the FBI, and they hit, they hint at the Whitey Bulger. So it's really based on like historical accuracy too, because it's right after the FBI in Boston was exposed, where Bulger was an informant and all this shit. And he works for the FBI, wow. and he tries to work with the DA, mixed in with the Boston PD, which is racist. Yes, Luke. And I really thought it was interesting. I'm gonna do a strong recommend on City on a Hill Showtime. Interesting. I, I think if racism was weather. Uh, Baltimore would be thunder. It'd be consistent. Boston would be lightning. Man, I'm glad I called that guy. So glad you spoke up. (laughs) If if, if racism, if racism was weather, it'd be 72 and sunny every single day. You can count on it. (laughs) That's if racism was good weather. What if racism is bad weather? I've made a huge mistake. Uh, Interesting. I watched the first episode of City on a Hill, and I, oh, I really wanted to like it because it it is it feels like it's up my alley, but it just had all of this like post, I don't know George Floyd vibe to it. That was just like Kevin Bacon being like, "Well, what are we gonna do with all these black fellas over there?" And I decided to, you know, it was all that kind of shit, and it was like it was like goofy racism. It wasn't really like dedicated. They weren't using. Uh, oh they yes, they do. You gotta keep epithets. watching then. Yes, they do. Oh, oh yeah. so they really lean in after yeah, episode yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be fooled by episode one. That's I mean, not what I'm looking. I'm not. You want like your full racial epithets just... thrown out there? Yeah. You want authentic racism? They give it to you. Don't worry, it comes. <laughs> it just it just seemed like the whole thing was about race and because just like I want to about fit like really what's going in. on in any area like that. You know, it's a fair point. It's a, I, it's I a fucking, it's a class problem, not a fucking race problem. And this is the goddamn problem that we've been dealing with for the last. Yeah, like, but that's what people always do. They five years so, when people got woke. It's accurate in the fact that they focus on the wrong area. Yes, you're right. It's a class problem, but people don't see it that way. It's just like I posted on Twitter last night. And I thought it was pretty accurate. I thought it was reasonable. At a Bulls Pacers game. By the way, uh, LeBron started Uh-oh. a shit show at Little Caesars <laughs> Arena on Sunday night. That was fun. Did you see that, John? Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. In Detroit? Isaac? Yeah, dude. At the scene of, not the official scene of the Malice at the Palace, but it's in Detroit at Little Caesars Bozo Arena. And Isaiah Stewart, <laughs> the young stud of the Detroit Pistons, got bashed in the face by a LeBron, drove blood. Blood was all over his face. It was a good video. Check it out. And, uh... LeBron was suspended for a game, and he doesn't get to play at Madison Square Garden tonight. And he only gets to go there once a year. So fuck you, LeBron. Fuck you, yeah. LeBron. Yeah, that was cool. But that wasn't my point. My point was at a Bulls-Pacers game last night, the Bulls faithful in Chicago were doing a chant. And they were chanting, Fire Nagy, who was the head coach of the Bears, who sucks. And I, so it's a big crowd at a Bulls game talking about fire naggy fire naggy a whole crowd of 20,000 people and I wondered you know what if we could get like a community outcry like that for something tangible like healthcare reform or getting money out of politics <laughs> like like what, wouldn't that be a little bit more refreshing uh I know it's cool it's cool to chant for people's heads 
But what if we did it for like people who actually fucked us, not just a fucking head coach of a football team? You're presuming a baseline of intelligence that doesn't exist. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, there, there's also no. Well, there's I made also, a huge mistake. You know, Chom- Chomsky's, Chomsky made a point a long time ago that was like, um, you know, what you've just said. The average person is not unsmart, you know, or stupid. Like, just listen to the, the amount of fucking stats they have in their head and the, the ways they can fucking rattle off. They can rattle off stats at like uh, any given moment. And they they understand what's going on in their uh, with their sports teams. They understand they understand what's going on in their neighborhood when it comes to that. They, they I'm not can arguing that with you. Orchestrate a chant where they're actually calling for the resignation of somebody. Like they they literally have the ability to do it. But uh, sports, you know, basically does nothing but, you know, and kind of encourage uh, slavish, you know, attitudes towards authority. No way. So that's a big part of the problem is like it's just being directed in the wrong way. And it's always been that way. That's how propaganda works. And that's how hegemony works. So now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. So yeah, but they are it's, who we thought they were. It's it's possible, but you would need to unseat these people from their like uh, from their like very their their very comfortable positions. They would have we to couldn't actually do something at poo. stake. God damn it! <laughs> it's America, Jack. I mean, my favorite coach. <laughs> my favorite coach ran as I'm 40. I'm a man, but you know, I seen him. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, the Mike Gundy uh, who became... That's funny. When Mike Gundy did that rant, that was like 10 years ago or more, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now he's known for being the poster OAN boy guy. of OAN. <laughs> <laughs> Things change quickly, I guess. Wait, who's the poster boy for OAN? So the head coach of Oklahoma State, Mike Gundy, football. He played there as a quarterback. Now he's the head coach. He's been there for like 15 years. And he had that classic rant about, I'm a man, I'm 40. You've probably heard that phrase, possibly, yeah. Luke. Uh-huh. Well, and I say it to Kristen all the time. She just doesn't really convince her about anything. <laughs> between the sheets, you say that? <laughs> I say it every chance I get. <laughs> well, so anyways, uh, that's what he was known for most, and also not winning anything in particular. But two years ago, he got into a hullabaloo with one of his players, Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard? I don't know if it's Chuba or Chuba. I don't, but... Uh, because he was wearing an OAN t-shirt on a video and he was like supporting OAN and his, one of his black running back players was like, dude, this is bullshit, dude. You're a scumbag and we need, you need to check yourself. So that's what he was most recently known for is being an OAN lover, (laughs) which is the news network. For those of you listening, OAN, I've never actually watched OAN. I've never seen a second of it, but I don't even know where you find it. Is it just like a website? Is it a streaming? It's just a, it's just a a channel website. It's just like, yeah, it's just streaming bullshit. That's all it is. It's not, I don't even like, I I imagine it's on YouTube, but that's the extent of it. The extent of it is that it would be available on YouTube. It might not even be available on YouTube. It might be, (laughs) it's complete ridiculousness. Huh. But here's know. the thing: I, I, I literally, I could not care less anymore about any of this Trump bullshit. That's what OEN is. It's basically just the, it's just the fractured fucking uh, ego of Donald Trump uh, personified 
sure. you know, as a network. It's fucking ridiculous. I agree. Uh, that's so just where cares? that came from. So. It is funny, but yeah, we couldn't do diddly poo offensively. We couldn't make a first down. <laughs> we couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. We sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have the playoff one, but I think that one's better. That guy's just ridiculing himself and his entire team in front of a uh, media. I love that. That's uh, the kind of honesty you don't get all the time. I think ultimately, like, if you want to defang all this nonsense, is you just stop paying attention to anything Trump related. Just fucking ignore it. It's stupid. None of it matters. Uh, yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It's fucking. Of course, it ridiculous. doesn't matter. It's so fucking dumb. People still get you mad about Trump. You play to win stuff. the game. They literally. People still get mad about Trump. They they will still get upset. Nobody and, uh, on this show gets mad about Trump, though. No, so let's be don't. clear. You're so right. why are we even talking about it? <laughs> Good point. Let's move on. <laughs> I think the point is. Let me make a point because actually this came up in an aforementioned party. Oh yeah. Uh, last night's party earlier. And it is my take is that the way you strip power from something is you just stop fucking talking about it. You stop caring about it. You stop acknowledging it, you know, like, like getting vaccinated or some shit. It's like, or QAnon or whatever, put all this crap in the same trash, put all this bullshit in the same like dumpster. You just, don't acknowledge the dumpster it's all there everyone knows it is but you know just don't talk about it and then every what happens is that all these fucking wieners when you stop acknowledging their presence they are faced with the choice you know like oh no one's no one's recognizing me anymore like no one talks about me anymore it's it's just for so many people in the world, for too many people, I'll just speak for America, it's uh, it's good enough to just be acknowledged and talked about. And a lot of people don't understand that you're ripping on them. You can, you can go up to someone and be like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> and what they hear is like, you're acknowledging me, you're acknowledging me, you're acknowledging me. You know? <laughs> so, like, just, like, if we just stop talking about it, we just... You just, yeah, don't give a fucking oxygen, man. Don't let it breathe. Straight oxygen. That's all. That's what it's all. Leave in private property. <laughs> yes. yes I agree. You've been reading like, "Going Clear." Apparently, yeah. Take take the fucking <laughs> oxygen out of the dude. Snuff it out. Just snuff it out. These fucking assholes want to like try to fight you, and they they want to have some. Here's the thing. I I have found that these these fucking chuds just want to do nothing but. First of all, they don't have any arguments, so why ever even engage with them on anything? Uh, the other thing is that they want to, they just want to own you because they think you're a liberal. And if you're like me and you're like, yeah, I'm not a liberal, you have no idea what a leftist is, uh, which is what happens a lot. I have to explain it and then I have to try to like educate people that I'm not a liberal, not the way that they think I am. Uh, I don't I don't think Joe Biden is a socialist. 
and you can't convince them of that so what the fuck are we even talking about so fuck that it's not important it doesn't matter don't give it any fucking breathing room give it no fucking oxygen and let it die in the fucking vine too many cooks I agree. I'm, a, I'm just sick of this shit. I'm a living example of what you stated, John, and I don't even think about it, though, which makes me even happier about it. I don't have to actively not talk about these things. I, I just know somehow I learned a while ago to just remove things from my life because I know what they're trying to do. I, I've learned, you know, the code here in this country and how they're trying to control me. Now, I still haven't mastered it because I still watch some bullshit and fuck around with some bullshit that rain drains me but uh <laughs> otherwise i have never yes. you know I, I i'm on twitter regularly that's like a home ground for me where i post stuff that's basically the only place where i do stuff in terms of social media and i never ever ever bring up trump i don't i rarely even mention any type of milieu related to the you know the soup du jour of the day about what's bogus in this country and who's the over here, here's the misdirection here, let's look over there type deal. I don't do that stuff, whatever it is. And I I guess I just, I'm just, maybe I'm just lucky. It's just not a part of my lexicon and experience because I don't connect with people through that. So it makes it easier for me to not think about it or mention it. So I'm grateful for that. And I think everyone should take a lead from my example. I really do. Yeah. <clears throat> don't, it's like, don't mistake my inaction for stupidity. Like I've graduated, exactly. I've graduated to the point of not giving a shit. Right. But I, I, I do care <laughs> there. I have an empathy for my other people in this world. And cause I'm not a sociopath, but mm -hmm. I don't give it air guys. And we've already given it too much air as it is. We got to finish this email. Go way back to Danny's email, which is not finished. <laughs> Circling. I don't know. Speaking of Danny's email. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, he kind of sidetracked us because he said 10 out of fucking 10 on okay. Saints of Newark. That is bullshit. Yeah, that is bullshit, Danny. I'm sorry. I agree with Scott. When I was finished watching it, I went over to Travis's house, my friends, when it came out that day, that weekend, beginning of October, and we were really excited to watch it. And after it was over, I was kind of like, eh. You know, it was, it was cool to see, but I just thought it was too convoluted, too much going on, a two-hour situation now if it turns into a series i'm willing to give the caveat that whoa okay this will lead somewhere else then i'll probably have a different view of it but as it stands now it was Ooh, do you think uh, they made them they made the movie to actually test the waters for a series no because it, he's already got carte blanche as it is right i mean <laughs> he could do whatever the well, fuck he I, wanted yeah i guess i don't know how i I don't know how Anybody HBO would give him money. a massive contract, I, right? I have no idea how HBO makes David money. Chase could walk into any studio, any streaming service, and say, "Boom, give me a hundred million dollars," and they would. That is true. He right? could take he could take it to a whole different network, probably, and have Sopranos on a different. Oh, network. that's something I didn't think about. Does he have the rights to the Sopranos? Does HBO own the rights? I guess I didn't. Same. I don't know how that worked. I assume lots he of, lots of dumb bullshit. Yeah, you're right. Okay, that's something. That's fair. You know. Some people have to think about that kind of stuff, and life can be challenging. So we must recommend that you don't try to be a dick, be good to people, and don't forget that things can come <laughs> back to you in a negative way. It really can. So, a man, come on, man. Yeah, right, there's fine. no such thing as I was trying to tell Kristen the other day. There's no such thing as karma, but there is such thing Did as beat his wife? fucking Mickey. petty assholes that just won't fucking let shit go. <laughs> Luke, I wonder what you were talking about. This. Did he beat his wife? Mickey did. 
multiple uh, domestic disturbances. Whoa, no, that was uh, that was the Miggy thing, and I and I apologized <laughs> to Miggy specifically after that. Oh, because okay. I was like, oh shit, I didn't realize that was all hearsay. Oh. You, guys, you guys clarified for me on the pod that that was very incorrect, and I do. I wish I was baller enough to wear a skirt. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, maybe I am baller. I'd wear a skirt. I don't think that makes me baller, though. That's that's unfortunate. You know, when I was in sixth grade, I went over to Jenny Freeze's and Sarah Woods' house, and they dressed me up like a girl and put makeup on me. I remember that. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that makes me want to fuck, to be honest with you. <laughs> I was 11 years old, you know? I was I was a baby-faced little boy. Yeah, so they could, yeah. I was happy to follow them. And I didn't have a penis You're that cute. wanted You're me cute to... cute back then. I really miss those days because my, my penis and my, you know active sexual reproduction system wasn't alive and well yet. And I was just an innocent boy at 11 years old who was happy to just have fun with the girls. And I'll, I don't know if I can ever get that back ever again. Wait, which ones were they? Was it Michaela? You said Michaela. Oh, it was Jenny Freeze and Sarah Woods. Jenny. Oh, my God. We were thick as thieves in sixth grade. So, wonder what they're doing now. Well, uh, I oh, saw Sarah post know. the other day. She's <laughs> seven years clean in recovery. Good for her. And Jenny Freeze, I have no idea. Last time I saw her... She was working at a Hungry Howie's. She looked pretty depressed, and it was post-high school. So, Jenny, if you're out there, if you catch this episode, if somebody gets this to Jenny Freeze, I'm thinking of you. I hope you're well, and I want you to know, I never forgot those good times we had. That is bullshit. That's not bullshit. Being vaguely sexually harassed, or (laughs) me? Yeah. Yeah. Was I being sexually harassed? Well, were you? No, I was a child. I was a six-year-old, six. I was not six years old. I was eleven-year-old sixth grader, just hanging out at their house. They they were having fun with me. I was like a doll. You know, it was like Mike. It was practice, man. It was all just a practice run. We talking Mike. about practice? Were they teaching you, Mike? Were they teaching you CRT while they were putting makeup on your face? <laughs> CRT? Yeah. Why were do I know learn- that? Were you learning critical race theory while they were playing? Oh, that's why I face? know that. Oh, my God. Why are you trying to needle in critical race theory on the show, Luke? You scumbag. Because uh, it's ridiculous. Let's... It's another ridiculous piece of bullshit, just like right. every other fucking shibboleth of this goddamn fucking time that we live in. And Fuck you want me noise. to change? Fuck you! That's kind of what they're saying. Let's finish Danny's email. So there's one more yeah, part, please. and this is a really... This is Circling t- back to Danny's email. Sorry, Danny, but you've been a, basically the whole focus of the show. So, if anything, we kind of owe it to you. He's good. He's good at like uh, really like stirring up, stirring up controversy. Yeah, you're gonna, you guys will like this one. This will be good. So, switching gears, my question for y'all has to do with your media diets. Ooh, which podcast cool. do you regularly listen to? Which articles from which outlets do you set aside time to read? I genuinely enjoy your takes on modern day happenings, which I seem to be increasingly detached from. Thanks, dudes. Danny Bennett. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Good, Danny. Good question. Speaking of, yeah, speaking of detached, let me answer that question. I'm fucking detached, bros. Like, <laughs> I, I could I not be, I could not be further from, you know, the news or podcasts or. Okay. I just can't, I don't know. Like, I, it. What your days consist of then? Recently. Doing nothing is hard enough you know, it is i i just i uh not I, even I batting an it. eyelash not even bat- batting an eyelash i 
you know, <laughs> I, I watch uh, I watch movies. I, I quit my job, you know, so I just uh, so wait, did those. you did you quit your job? Like you really quitting it or is it temporary? It's a temporary quit. Yeah, <laughs> but you were overwhelmed. Dude, uh, so jobs. Yeah, this is when everyone tries to engage me about this. I tell them the same thing, basically, which is I've never had a fucking job in my life. Mike, you know, you've had 100 jobs. I've had, you know, almost 100 jobs. Have you ever had a job in your life that was impossible? That you couldn't possibly, you couldn't actually, like, fulfill the requirements of the job that is the united states that was my job at the united states postal service Holy couldn't do shit. it i was being asked to do something that i physically emotionally spiritually couldn't fucking accomplish <laughs> you know like mountain of package mountains of packages and mail that you can't <laughs> see over and it's like okay cool so organize all that which, you know, would have taken probably 12 hours just to put an order and then go out in the world in West Bloomfield in a place that you literally have never been in your fucking life, although it's, you know, a half an hour down the road and then distribute all that shit. Uh, actually, impossible. Look up the if, if no one knows the, the definition of impossible. Just look it up. Uh, well, uh, Newman and I are going part selling used records. I would have. I would have. Hang on, here we go. You know, Ron's records down on Bleecker. They pay big cash for used records. Yeah, so we thought if you had any of those big, you know, old-fashioned, useless records, just you know, you know lying around, you'd you take them off your hands yeah. free of charge. Let me ask you something. What, what do you do for a living, Newman? I'm a United States postal worker. Aren't those the guys that always go crazy and come back with a gun and shoot everybody? Sometimes. Why is that? Because the mail never stops. It just keeps coming and coming and coming. There's never a let up. It's relentless. Every day it piles up more and more and more. And you've got to get it up. And the more you get out, the more it keeps coming in. And then the barcode reader breaks. And it's published. It's clearing out. All right, all right, all right. Just take the record. You can have all of that can be yours for $19 an hour. Chat Scott, did you ever did you ever talk to your supervisor and be like, all right, I can do this uh, physically, but I, I cannot do this emotionally or spiritually. The last the last day, my last day, I went up to the supervisor and said, All right, listen, I can't actually accomplish this. And he's like, Okay. And I'm like, okay, well, look at this. You know, I'm so, okay. That's I'm like bruh. Was I'm brand new. I'm like, I'm brand new. You're fucking, we're serving like one of the richest five footprints in America in West Bloomfield. That's right. And, um, you know, so it's just people just drinking a bunch of white Zen and pounding that Amazon app, you know, (laughs) just 40 (laughs) fucking packages. I'm like, okay, all right. I got to be honest with you. I can't accomplish the job today. So, like, what do I do? And he's like, okay, okay. So, you can't accomplish it. You can't accomplish that. So, all right. So, so what do we do? He's like, so just organize it differently, you know, deliver the packages and then, and then deliver this. And I'm like, essentially, like, 
cool. That's exactly what I'm telling you. I can't fucking do this poor bastard. About a nine no on the tension scale, Rob. This guy Good had God. no answers, and that is what says it all. When you're like, listen, I can't, I can't, I can't do this job. I can't actually meet the minimum requirements, and the guy's like, okay, um, how about? <laughs> How about we uh we change things up a bit? You're like, dude, you don't know <laughs> shit. You don't know fucking how about, anything. How about I? Yeah. How about I tell you, you how? You have to... no answers either. You were just hoping that I would solve this for you. Good That's what, uh, That's what labor is, man. On the tension scale, Rob. Jobs that are impossible. Barely. Never had they, one, man. Been, they've been completely fucking gutted. All these uh, institutions have been gutted. But I. I think what you were saying before is that it's uh, the USPS is privately funded. Were you saying? Yeah, that not before? a. Yeah, and not a. Not tax dollars. That, not that a dollar it? of tax money goes to the USPS. So I don't know how a private company is failing us, but uh, that seems pretty consistent. Well, go ahead. Sorry, Amazon's just trying to probably figure this all out obliterate us this isn't correct i feel like this isn't correct and we need to like do some research you're all out of control with your fucking amazon people you're all out of control <laughs> oh I just, Seriously. Got a, I just got a tv delivered and uh delivered i would never get a tv delivered i would buy it and take it home personally because i wouldn't want anything to happen to it it didn't exist in the stores you had to get a very special edition television is a child please. TV that it's a it's a no profile TV. It's one of those fucking ones that like sticks right to. The oh he, yes, Luke got pissed at the feast. By the way, a couple weeks ago we had our feast and Luke was yep. pissed because the TV <laughs> he couldn't turn it off either, and he was trying to do it for like ten minutes. It was hilarious. Yeah, it's very annoying. I cannot yeah. stand when electronics don't work perfectly. They should you work. You stand perfectly. with Christopher Nolan. You stand with all the auteurs. You yes. are a man. Believes. Oh my god! And somebody got upset when I was trying to set the. I was trying to change the fucking settings. I'm like, your settings are garbage. It this is this floating bullshit. It's it's all, uh, what do they call it? Uh, motion motion capture and fucking nonsense. Fuck that. Everything looks like a fucking soap opera. You fucking. You're doing business, man. Watch this shit like this. I I would go so like. I would go to my in-laws house. We'd watch a movie, like a big blockbuster, which was, it's fun. All right. You're hanging with your in-laws. You're going to watch a big blockbuster. Hanging that's, with your in-laws is fun. Okay. I'll that's take a good that under advisement. That's a great way to spend. <laughs> it's a great way to spend the evening. You know, watch a movie, go home. And they, they refused. That is bullshit. Absolutely refused to change the TV settings. And it looks They absolutely like refused? Oh, yes. Like, they wouldn't be like, okay, sure, Luke, can you go? Oh, because oh, they I, love the settings the way they want them. People are actually pretty anal about their settings, even if they don't know anybody. Even if they're bad. Exactly. I, right. changed, I changed the settings. I changed the settings when her dad went to the bathroom. When he came back, he goes, what's wrong with the TV? And genius, then I had to genius, genius. I thought for sure he wouldn't notice, but he noticed. And then I had to change it back. And then he was like, never touch my TV again. I was oh. like, fuck. What are we talking like as, aspect ratio or what, what, no? I changed it to twenty four. <laughs> I changed it to twenty four frames. Oh, look, John, have you heard of this movement? Like by the big, like Christopher Nolan and all these directors, they oh. even put out videos, like PSAs about it. 
it's that serious apparently yeah because their movies are not meant to be seen at like uh like 70 frames per second it's it's a it interpolates additional frames so every every scene looks like it's floating people look like they're floating and they call it the soap opera effect because it looks like a soap opera it it has it's too high definition the only reason that these tvs have this setting is because there's so much high definition in like sports because sports is the main thing that people use tvs for so Mm -hmm. because high definition is so prominent and so prevalent you know kind of across the board and all kind of network media all these tvs come with this uh the setting that's basically set on as part of a um it's it's just what, what do you call it? It's standard. It's a standard setting out of the box. God it's damn fucking it. awful. This fucking thing. It's too many tabs open right now. But all you have to do is you go and you turn the setting off when you're watching Where a, a regular when you're watching a regular movie. You turn the fucking setting off. You turn it to it and becomes 24 frames a second again. And then now it looks like film. Oh no! God damn it! Here it buying is. Okay. Buying a Sorry, fifteen hundred. Oh yes. Oh my god! This is old school. What year is this from? Here it is. Christopher Nolan, Paul Thomas Anderson, launch new TV setting to fight motion smoothing. Mm-hmm. The new filmmaker mode setting right. is being championed by right. Scorsese, Patty Jenkins, Ryan Coogler, and more. This was in August 28th, 2019. In partnership with UHD Alliance and other leaders in consumer electronics, several of the biggest directors working today have come together to... Lo- Get the fuck out of here. God damn it. To launch a new television setting that will help fight... Against the rise of motion smoothing. That's what it is. Motion smoothing. So there you go. Yep. It's called we, something we, different on every on every TV brand because I'm sure stop every this. single TV brand has a fucking uh has some IP related to it. So one will call it motion smoothing, another will call it motion capture, another will call it or not motion capture, but they'll, motion they'll all have a, video a slightly game thing, different. Man. You're getting that also have a Just slightly different. They will all have a slightly different way of framing it, which makes it really hard for people like my parents who buy a new TV to like figure out like where the fuck is this setting? How in the fuck do I turn this thing off? Because oh, yeah. every like your regular goddamn sitcoms look like they're look like they're fucking you know super high def uh, soap operas. It's fucking ridiculous. Wait a minute, what uh this is the audio like version. It looks this is the like audio shit. version of mo- motion smoothing. <laughs> it's the audio version of motion smoothing. And That's my we dad. got sidetracked. Yeah, trying to figure out motion smoothing. <laughs> my dad, um I want to get back to John though. So we got sidetracked by your television purchase, which was related to the Amazon overwhelming the West Bloomfield area code or zip code, excuse me. And um so that's it. You're done for now. Yeah. I, I, dude, how can no. you go back? I don't know that I can. And so <laughs> <laughs> I literally looked into the fucking, I looked into the center of the asshole of the abyss and I don't Ugh. know that I can. I don't know that I can return, especially for nineteen dollars an hour. You see, there, and there's all this. Why is the why are postal workers like stigmatized as these happy fucking people? 
that just wave at everybody minus, and have minus. i don't think they are have are they all this time are yeah you, maybe the like, route workers uh, are the route workers are but the people at the post office are usually pretty pissed and then every time yeah every time you go to the post office you're like i went to the post office today and woman was pissed as fuck and i'm like oh shit i know why you're pissed because you're underpaid and overworked and you know the union quote unquote that you belong to is a fucking joke um is it yeah it kind of is uh That's yes and, and the and the post office doesn't get any of your tax money the post office literally makes money on you buying stamps and sending letters and you know no one no one knows that and i i i just i wonder the why hell I'm of a business saying, model though i mean i'm you know, so att- listen man if i could get back into the stamps game yeah i wonder why i'm so attracted to these fucking broken ass industries like food and beverage and the united states that's what it reminds me of it re- your plight reminded me of being an expo at a uh restaurant which is basically mm-hmm. the person who expedites the food out into the the cooks make it the chefs make it and you're the one who pushes it out to the waiters and waitresses of the servers mm-hmm. and that was the job that i quit that night when i walked across the street to luke over at Art Van. <laughs> i was mm-hmm. i was expo at damon's damon's which, i don't know Ribs. does damon still exist anymore Rib I don't joint. Know. Hold on, yeah. I'll, I'll look it up i'll look it up right now anyways they blew up there for a minute because they had these giant booths with massive televisions where you could hide you could go out in public but you could hide in your own little booth with your own giant television and eat garbage yeah that's right that's what everyone wants uh, it's exactly yeah, what it was man it was uh it was a it was a personal dumpster that you could sit in uh <laughs> and, because you're a dumpster sitting in a dumpster so it was like a double dumpster problem and then you just, you just you funnel. are shit hit the bricks pal and beat it because you are going out Fucking poorly made ribs that were overcooked would be just shoveled into your mouth and it would just go right down your gullet. That's and right. then when you died, you'd be in the dumpster that was already in a fucking dumpster seat. They would pull that <laughs> shit out. They would throw that away. And then there would be no evidence. That's exactly. Yeah. Everybody who ate at Damon's uh, basically died. Aim high, Willis. Aim high. No one has I, survived to tell that story. Okay, thank you. That is a really well broken down description of Damon's. But uh, I walked out that night because it was a Friday night, and Expo is a very stressful job. Mm-hmm. It always overwhelmed me, and that's the closest I can get to what you're describing. Is it just? I was like, this is never going to end. Like this is going all night. It's a Friday night <laughs> rush, and it's going on for hours and hours at this same pace. I'm shoving out the same orders again and again, and I just can't take this. I'm out of here. So I just walked out, which is not what you did. You obviously. Did the right thing. You talked to your supervisor and said, "Hey, I'm having a problem here. Maybe I could have done that. I don't know, but it seems unlikely that would have changed my plight." So, also, I just would rather say, "Fuck this company." That's always been my motto. Fuck you. I'm out of here. You're not doing shit for me. You never did anything for me. Fuck you. So, until a corporation proves otherwise, I could have been a contender. I'm not gonna. T- I've never changed my attitude. So, it's- but it still pales in comparison, I think, to your situation. When you are having quote-unquote work during like work nightmares oh no immediately you know that something's wrong it's like when you speaking of food and beverage which i've had you know i've had 114 of those jobs 
Sure. You go to you go to bed, and then you have the same fucking dream where you're a server, which is real. That's that's your real work, but you're serving an entire room of Damon's, you know, the Damon's uh dumpster pa- pa- dumpster patrons and it's only you, you call them and you have to and you only have to and, and and you it's only you and you fucking have to serve four thousand plates of ribs to 150 tables and everyone wants something different and you know that you can't do it and in your dream you're like tensing like your your musculoskeletal system is just like short circuiting, and it's like an existential nightmare. And then you just have to hope that you're fortunate enough to wake up because it feels very real when you're doing it. You're like, oh yeah, this is actually like my job, but a hundred times worse than my actual job. <laughs> so go ahead, <laughs> put on some old sad bastard music. See if I care. You know exactly. what's up though is that cue the sad bastard music, and you just hope you think, wake up. I think the, the the dream the dream is the thing that gives you that gives you that spark that makes you feel the anxiety, but it's the real job that actually produces it. So the real job mm-hmm. is in and of itself. That is the thing that is much much more uh, that is much worse than the the dream itself. The dream itself is just a reflection of it, and it's just in a moment when your brain is fucking. Uh, you're asleep and it's disrupting your sleep and you're waking up because you're having a fucking terrifying dream, night terror, whatever it is, but it's a spike. The problem, on a night in, in general, in general, you're basically experiencing that spike, but as a plateau, that spike, that level of fucking anxiety is happening constantly over the course mm-hmm. of an entire fucking day. That's why these jobs are fucking terrible. And the wonderful, bo, bo, the, the, the best part about it. Slime muck, bo, bo, Jeez, bo, shut up, lady. Bo, bo, yeah. I, forgot how long, I forgot how long that went on. Oh, and then you wake up, and then you go to the job that you just had the nightmare about. Yep, and then oh. the thing oh is, it's God. worse. It's always but worse. when you look at your paycheck, you're like, well, at least I made nineteen dollars an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At least made some fucking money. I was gonna. <laughs> this is the music that's playing all night long in the dream. Except this would be more enjoyable, frankly. So dumb. Uh... I was the reason I the reason I even brought up jobs to begin with was I was I was thinking about I was listening to a podcast where these guys were talking about like you know jobs they had or jobs they were trying to get they couldn't they couldn't get these ridiculously stupid fucking jobs and it reminded me my god when I was like 25 years old uh on my way on my, on my way into grad school which means nothing but like it means a little bit that i was at least graduated from you know i had a bachelor's degree and i i tried i applied at a mm. blockbuster and uh was determined to be unhirable that was the that was the excuse i was given or not excuse reason that Good was the, the official reason they said i i was unhirable 
and 25 years old i was you know living out of state and i just thought it was i don't know i i I put on, I answered the questionnaire. They give you a questionnaire that's got about 200 fucking questions that says, uh, if you, if you, um, if you went home and you found out that you had a pen in your pocket that belonged to Blockbuster, would you return it? And I answered, no. Uh oh. Because oh. why would you return a fucking pen? Don't you want me to have that advertising everywhere? Big deal. Whatever. Accidents happen, right? Right. Wouldn't you want like friends, friends and family to see blockbuster pens all over the place, and then they could take them, and then they could move them to some other spot, and everybody would have blockbuster pens on them at all times. But I was determined to be unhirable. It just fucking cracked me up. And I was like, I wonder if Mike and Mike and John Scott have any unhirable stories. Uh, oh, God, crazy! <laughs> Am I the only one around here who gives a shit about the rules? That's a good question. It's a really well, good also, we are also going to get back to Danny's question. but uh, Yeah, we completely no, sidetracked. Uh, no, no, we're, we're getting back to it. I've got the notes right here. You got notes? Is, as long mm-hmm. as no one's listening, um, <laughs> oh, don't worry about that, John's gun. We're, I, we're good. Blo- Blockbuster is a job are you, that are I still, got. Are you still looking for it? <laughs> still looking for a job at Blockbuster? No, dude. I have to. <laughs> I have to tell you, and I hope. I hope my supervisor from the West Bloomfield Post Office isn't listening to this. <laughs> But uh, I got fired from Blockbuster for sexual harassment. Ooh. Oh, oh no. uh, Jesus Christ. What a scum. There is a. Please there tell is, me. There's now obviously you have a story. To tell the fucking story. Jesus. Fucking leads a week. You a week. <laughs> I, I'm not. Put I'm not allowed that to. Coffee be. down. You uh, are shit. Supervisor was gay. This is 1997 mm. or 8. Oh, boy. And would call that? me, like, would just be like, hot Scott, you're hot Scott. You're hot. You know, I was hot Scott or whatever. And remember in the, rem- remember in the 90s? Scott, actually. I did. Remember in the 90s when, put you, those together. when you used to fucking, like, moon people? Oh, yeah. Especially at a younger oh, you age. Oh, just moon somebody oh, I, I, yeah. I, 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 look at my look at the top of i mean i got I, I almost got expelled from school for doing it. i did it at school so yeah yeah so mike ran, mike ran down a, a street in a subdivision with his balls out but naked i was totally <laughs> naked for the Completely record i know dude you yeah, used to be it was amazing it's hilarious to you used to be able to just hang your gizzards out in the 90s you know you could just kind of yeah nobody said anything at least as far as i knew nobody said anything so i mooned you know i mooned a co-worker but but uh mike peacock his actual name mike peacock wow. if you're listening what mike is- peacock if you're listening you fucking <laughs> got me fired for sexual harassment because you were in love with me and i mooned somebody and you happen to catch it out of the corner of your eye and instead of dealing, instead of dealing with your fucking lust, you mm. went 
you know, mm. you went a, a level above. And I don't know if that's what it actually says on the report, but it's like, you know, guy above check the Mike, report. Check the report. Uh, <laughs> guy above Mike Peacock was like, you, you know, pulled your ass out. Like on the, on the, on the floor. you know, it was like this very serious <laughs> thing. Oh, and uh, essentially, right. I got can- you know, I got canceled. Yeah, I, I, I got yeah. canceled and I got fired from Blockbuster in 1998. Having your own file, having your own file on that. Uh, would be amazing. Uh, Mike and I know somebody that does have his own file for uh, saying saying some aggressive things to a substitute teacher in the middle of the hallway. Oh, yeah, that's in high school, though. That's not a job. But he still has the record of it, and it's framed, and he carries it with him to this day. As far as I know, he still owns it. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just... Oh, it's, it's a substitute teacher. A substitute teacher had to file an official complaint for some wild ass shit that was said to him. And the and the wild thing that was said was suck my cum. Yeah. Oh, and, that's aggressive. Yeah. And it was a male teacher, though. It was a male teacher. I don't oh, know if he's gay or straight. That doesn't though. matter. And and it had yeah. to be. It does matter. And uh, the, I don't know if he was gay or straight. We'll he, never but know. he had but. to. The thing so is, the thing is, as weird and gross and fucked up as that is, uh, we're talking about like a fucking 17-year-old or a 16-year-old kid, and this fucking substitute teacher actually had to spell it out in a report, and the report just got back to our friend. So he keeps it, he's framed it up, and uh, it is... It's a detention it is, slip is what it is. So. It's a detention slip, yeah. But yeah. he wasn't supposed to have that. Oh, maybe you. Oh, was. you get a copy. Come on, you just don't know enough about detentions, bro. I guess no you're offense. right. I don't. I, I you get the pink copy, the yellow detention. copy, and the white copy. Three copies. So, <laughs> parents' copy, your copy, and the file for the record. I don't know, man. I think <laughs> your personal copy was the yellow, right? Crazy. Yes, that's right. That's very yeah. good. Wow, it was the yellow one. That's amazing Definitely. that you know that. Well done. Definitely. Yeah. I'm impressed. Are at this point? I mean, what the fuck is happening? I, I, got, oh, all right, so, I got detention. I, I I know that because I got detention for, you know, uh, waving my dick around and slapping people's faces with it. <laughs> <laughs> I got suspended God, for oh me for stealing a breadstick. So. Oh, shit. In the lunch stealing line. Stealing one breadstick? You got suspended? A single breadstick. I tried to put it under the tray and not pay for it, and I was easily busted. <laughs> I was 14 or 15 at most. I was a... A fool. Can you believe they actually punish 14-year-olds? Oh, hell yeah. You will not steal this breadstick, son. You will learn you, the hard way you, uh, by having a day off from school. <laughs> you, 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 barely, you barely have the fucking body weight to fucking stand on your own two feet. But I will not let you take this fucking breadstick. It's true. That was... <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, anyways, uh, so let's get back to Danny's thoughts. Oh, wait, oh, that's I, an I, interesting I, Danny. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I do have one thing I want to say real quick before we get into Danny's thoughts. Well, no, this is, this is actually like part and part. Well, context is king, you know? What happened to Scott? The context, he, they laid a narrative. It was true what happened, but what happened in the context of it is bogus. So, and this happens every day. 
all oh, over absolutely. the world. Oh, absolutely. No, that's absolutely fucking ridiculous right Actually, now someone's pissed because they got fired for something that they didn't intend to do but technically it was shaped in a way so they could be excommunicated or shit canned yeah there there are clearly a, a bunch of examples of where it goes wrong there are clearly a bunch of examples in which it's totally fucking accurate so you know that's right yeah uh there, I mean, there was no there, there was no like meter fucking uh grammar for it you know no people are violated then, too like that that's that is, yeah exactly and yeah, yeah motherfucker, i eat everything and, I and eat clearly pussy, i eat the butt i eat every motherfucking thing yeah right <laughs> anyhow moving can't on can't say that at work either i will say this can't say Dan, that. danny's question was uh what are you what are you imbibing uh what is you know what's your media diet consist of etc cetera, etc cetera. you and, said what podcast what articles yeah yeah where do you get them from so, you know, I've got a million podcasts, so I'll let you guys go first on that. But I, I did want to just kind of share. You have more than us? How do you know? Thank you, Jesus. No, no, that, not that I'm on, that I listen to. I listen no, you to listen way to. more than you two. Yeah. How do you know? How, how do you, I listen to podcasts probably, all the time. No, probably you could double it, and I still listen to more podcasts than you do. That's true. You don't listen to music as much, and me and Scott mix more music, exactly. and that's fair. Yes, All right, fine. Exactly. Yeah. I do not listen to the music ever. I'll tell you the I podcast. Did. Hold on. I'm listening to. Hold oh, on. John should go first because he's going to be the shortest by far. Yeah. I was just going to say all I wanted to say before we start this segment is that uh, Herzog said when they were asked when he was asked how many movies do you watch, uh, what movies do you watch, etc. He goes, "My hard drive is full." Littering always and, thought, and uh, littering and littering and uh, littering and uh, littering and littering and smoking the reefer. Kill me. <laughs> yes. Do you think Herzog smokes reefer? No, he does not. Oh, come on. He should, okay. but he doesn't. Uh, go ahead. Okay, that's a good point. Uh, John, go ahead. Give us your one podcast you listen to. All right, here are all the podcasts I listen to. <laughs> Jackass. Aim high, Willis. Aim high. Got to raise the bar a little bit there. That's good. That's good. Mazel, you too. Good things. Yeah, I don't think you're you're doing what Danny was asking, though. Danny's asking, like, what do you I like listen to? I listen to music, to, man. man. My media diet is I don't give a fuck. He said he was detached earlier. Yeah, he's cashed news. out. Right? Dude, I haven't listened to the news. Like... Kyle Rittenhouse could be black, and I wouldn't. <laughs> well, he he I'll killed he questions. killed all white people. Yeah, so sweet that that literally. So I mean, last, it doesn't. That's the last thing I know. That's the last thing. I yeah, knew but about the world. if I it, died today, that's the last thing I would. But know here's the here's about. the thing about the media diet, right? If you're listening to or watching only fucking network news, you would assume he he killed three black guys, and you would assume that the guy that this that kicked off the entire fucking riot was also murdered. I don't give a damn who you are. Right? Like it's fucking crazy. I get my right. Jacobin magazine. I, I didn't, I didn't enough. even, there you go. Okay, realize, Jacobin. I didn't realize that this, I didn't realize that he had shot just three white dudes. Why are you still talking about it? We clearly and I, we don't want to talk about it, Luke. <laughs> don't push it on us. Come on. So we got about okay. 10 minutes left. I got to go anyway. So we got Scott's. There it is. He doesn't listen to anything. He's detached, Danny. You also oh, know yeah. Scott is it personally. So I listen to music. Anything else to I, I listen to music and I'm uh, more of a socialist today than I was, you know, a minute ago. Damn right. And I get yes. to and subscribe to Jackman. 
that, that's it. Hell yeah. 29, $29.95 for a year. You get a beautiful, uh, you know, Ooh. quarterly magazine. And, if, you catch, uh, if you catch them on yeah. May Day, if you catch them on May Day, you get the whole subscription for 10 bucks for a year. Oh, there you go. So that would be my You got to catch them on May Day. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Yes, that's your answer. That's your answer to everything. <laughs> Uh, okay, Luke, go ahead. Come on. I know you're dying to get this all out, so go ahead. <laughs> or you're dying to have me just, like, get it get it over with. Uh, oh, we're out of actually, time. We've got 10 minutes here. I got, here. I got some good ones. No, I got, right. I, got, I got good ones. Okay, Give it to so, us. So I got some good one ones, that, too, over here in the drop zone. Right on. Okay, so uh, <laughs> a good – hey, listen, a good good politics culture one is This Is Hell by uh, Chuck Mertz. It's fucking awesome. Uh, the dude is located in Chicago. Uh, he's had people like, you know, Chomsky on and all that. Like he has like scholars on and he talks about very random shit, but, uh, always something that, you know, is usually kind of globally important, uh, focus. There's a, a podcast called, <laughs> there's a podcast called American Prestige. American Prestige is amazing. Um, there's revolutions, which is good. There's, uh, obviously, Chapo <laughs> Trap House. Oh, of course, yes. Yep. Uh, Michael and Us, which is one that is very like unsung, but also super fucking great. They basically do movies, uh, so they do uh, movies every episode. They do uh, really strong analysis on movies, and they talk about politics. They're fucking phenomenal. And I that, said, pretty, that pretty much does it. That's 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 my it. Media, that's my podcast oh, wow. media diet. When it comes to movies, I mean, I usually no. He just, didn't ask about movies. He did not ask about. He movies. did. He oh, said media diet. Like a... He said media diet. You're forcing that in there. I think he was talking about. No, he like said the, media diet. He was talking about the right, where so, shit comes from. All right. So okay. Like, which so, articles from which outlets do you set aside a time to read? Is here's specifically what, I do. what he said. Uh, so. Here's what I do. I uh, I start with Jacobin in the morning. Uh, hmm. I move on to uh, white Guardian, uh, Guardian <laughs> intercepts, uh, Guardian intercept current affairs. Uh, I jump over to Substack for whoever else is there. Uh, is I use I use Jacobin. Shit. I use all the like main uh, platforms as links and hyperlinks into other data. People's policy project. That's what you should listen to, or that's what you should actually like read. Sounds boring. But it's I'm Matt interested. Brunig. It's Matt Brunig. It's fucking awesome. Matt Brunig. Brunig. Matt Brunig from The mustache? Simpsons? Ah, Brunig. Who's that guy I like uh, who quit? What about Matt Tabby? I kind of like him. He left Rolling Stone. He does his own thing. Taibi? Yeah. No, he's still at, well, he was at Rolling Stone. He's not there anymore. He does the podcast Useful Idiots. That's also very good. Oh, good. Okay, great. And he, cool. and he has his own stub, sub stack as well. Exactly. That's what I was trying to get at. He does yeah. very good independent work that is independent. So. He was uh, the first, one of the first authors that I was part of publishing at Doubleday when I worked in publishing was Matt Taibbi. He was the oh. first author. He was the first author I saw in person, like in the cafeteria when I, worked, when I worked at Random House. Yeah. And oh, I was like, who cool. is this guy? And I didn't like the fact that he had a lisp, but I don't care anymore. Oh, you're over that? So you, That's great you news. To, okay, good. You used to work in New York and see, and see like brilliant authors, and now mm -hmm. you live in Oak Park and work in marketing. <laughs> <What> a... <laughs> Dr. Harris. 
Same basic thing, you know. Oh. <laughs> Same basic thing. <laughs> John Scott, that's thing. a good one. I like it. I was I'm wondering sure if you left. could detail your fall from grace. <laughs> I'm sure it's I, never crossed I, Luke's I, mind. Next, ever. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that has <laughs> never. I have never thought about my fall from grace. Oh, shit. <laughs> Always felt about Samuel, word civilized is no place in any discussion of the affairs of this world. We've talked about our falls from grace privately on the telly. So that's you know what? Hey, let's throw a good book <laughs> recommendation out there because uh, I don't know if Danny's read this or not. But you know, what? hey, Danny, if you've never read like uh, read Power Elite, that's a that is like probably one of the best books I've ever read next to, you know, kind of manufacturing consent when it comes to good, like really fucking solid uh, popular nonfiction. I don't even want to call it popular nonfiction. It's 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 true social science, but Power Elite is one of my favorite fucking texts of all time. Oh, fucking shit! Idiot. I mean, bull, bullshit jobs is cool, but that's not fucking as... idiot. Bullshit jobs is very good. Yeah, it's very good. Bullshit is jobs like is very good. Pop, Power Elite and that, bullshit that, jobs. Bullshit jobs is a little bit more popular nonfiction. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Are you guys into Brene Brown at all? No. Who knows who that is? <laughs> <Start watching. laughs> yeah. I'll tell who, you. Who, who could have possibly know who that is after all these very popular things that we've been referencing? Brene Brown? I think it's, yeah. I mean, uh, fuck the bozos. I think it's one of those popular ones. Uh, it doesn't matter. You say I Brene just, or Brene? Brene, yes. Brene. Uh, she's one of, like, the... He's the why latest. Are you all, why are you getting all like uh, whatever with me? How do you spell it? Oh, B R E N E, Brene. So it's Renee, okay. but add a B at the beginning. <laughs> Brene Brown. She is like, like the I latest. Like that uh, it's, like it's weird that I didn't know who that was. No, I didn't know who it was either. I started watching. Let me explain this. I started I watching. Mike. Oh, Mike, I start. Hey, on. let me tell a fucking story. I started telling. I started watching the stupid Got show. Mythic Quest on uh, Apple Plus, by the way, which I love. Have you watched Mythic Quest, Luke? Do you have Apple Plus? Because I love it. Uh, oh, I'm is really that the one with uh, uh, Rob? Yeah. Uh, yes. It's the Always Sunny dude. So yeah. it's. I can't believe it took me this long to watch it. Fucking hilarious. There's it two looks seasons. Good. It looks. It super is funny. good. It's also. It's really funny, but it's also like poignant. It shockingly rides a line of hilarious. It's Always Sunny style comedy with like poignant kind of hits you in the heart. Like whoa, this is. This isn't cheesy. This is legit. It's fascinating. It's about a video game company, too, so it's very timely, and it's about 14-year-olds who dominate the Earth now because they can make or break a video game at this stage of the world we're in. It's fucking hilarious. But the guy who plays uh, cricket in It's Always Sunny, he's on. <laughs> yes. He's one of the regulars on the show. He's in the main cast. It's, all, it's a few of those guys. It's not anybody else but Rob McElhaney from the main cast. And cricket plays this guy who's so, like, insecure, and he's trying to make sure everything runs properly. But he's always talking about Brene Brown. And I was like, who the fuck is Brene Brown? Why does he keep bringing this up? And then it turns out, I didn't even know this. You know, I do a book club for the first day pod. Leanne basically runs it, but I'm very much a part of it. And we'd been doing a Brene Brown book for the last three weeks. I had no idea. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> this looks so fucking bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, it's about a woman oh, telling you God. Oh how to figure God. life out. People want to figure life out, you know? What's wrong with that? Dude, this... 
Shame Resilience 101. Here are the first three things you need to know about shame. Shame Don't you know? Resilience. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know what this reminds me of? The fragility of my whiteness. Yeah, well, that was a mistake. I learned that one the hard way. This uh, I'm is also much more, a mistake. A huge I'm, mistake. I'm much more cognizant now. Uh, that one I rectified. Read, has anybody in this book club ever read any actual fucking psychology? Have you guys ever read Freud? Have you ever just started with Freud? Just start with Freud, Ben. He might. He may have been like, you know, this. Freud dis, is whatever you know, but Freud's. He's Freud's done, what? Dude. Freud's what? He's, have he's you ever read him? Have you ever read him? Taking a master's course right now in clinical mental health counseling. I'm pretty confident uh -huh. I've read him. So You're pretty confident you have read him or you have read him. What have you read? I what have... are the books? Uh, uh -oh. Exactly. <laughs> oh, both, of, both of you pull your penises out and I will judge which one is largest. Uh, point being is that I got to no, go in two minutes. So we got to go. You cannot read self-help shit and say that you're reading psychology. You can't do it. You can, you're not allowed to say Nobody. that shit. You have to read real psychology. Nobody's saying that. All right. Well, then is this real psychology? Brene Brown. I'm not saying it is. Okay, I never said that. It's a book club. People are just trying to talk about topics. <laughs> the much more authentic, and I'll say, than like talking about what Trump is doing to some asshole on a Friday night. You know, like... <laughs> So God. I'm proud of those people. They talk about their personal feelings and their struggles and their challenges and their failures. And I, uh, I appreciate that. Lord. In so, heaven. yeah, well, they're doing some work. Okay. God you can all take a page man. from that. So, that I'm is not true. Sit here and talk that is true. Them. Anybody, anybody that uh, is actually putting in the work. Uh, I, I do. I do love them. I do appreciate that. Obviously, it's not fucking hard, or it's not yeah. easy to do. You have to. There, I mean, that, like, I can't speak for all of them being suckers or not. I don't know. No, no, I'm not no, a sucker. And my girlfriend is not a cynic. She's very much an you know, empathetic, honest person. So she's she's an amazing person. Here's the thing: if you're if you're reading something like that, that it like uh, gives you access to to like feelings that you have, gives you a chance to actually like discuss something that's super important to you. That matters. If you're reading something like that saying like, uh, oh, I'm a, a psychology student and this is what we're reading. <laughs> yeah, no one's that's, saying that's that. where it's a problem. And no one. so if I suggested that, that's not what I meant. I understand. Um, that. It's good. It's good to have any type of, uh, you know, thinking prompts, writing prompts, whatever. It I is, have read Freud. Know? I don't know the name of the rating I read, though, so I can't recall <laughs> it for you right now. But I still uh, read it just, and I still know who he is and. I know what psychoanalysis is, and I know about sure. the id and the ego and the superego. So <laughs> I think I know. I have a clue. I have a rough idea what's going on. Do you on know of a base structure and superstructure? We'll talk about oh, that next God. time. On yeah, the show so, next time the next on episode. Is It Safe. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Danny, I, I didn't really uh, get a chance to say what I do, but who cares what I do? You got a lot from Luke, and you got nothing from John. So I think we're good to go. And next time, we could always cover it in more detail. Don't forget, is it safe pod at gmail.com is how you can connect with the show. Send us an email. We love these props. They basically write the show for us. Not that we would ever wrote a show ever. We've never written anything. Uh, uh, I mean, we've written one. We did half a one. We've written uh, about a few. Episodes ago. Yeah, there was a document that does exist that people typed out a few things. That's true. But I'm not saying that this is scripted in any way. We don't write out a script <laughs> for the show, which would be funny if we all had oh, scripts. Basically what if we tried a scripted? Yet. What if we try to? <laughs> yeah, 
out. What if we did? What if we tried a, a scripted podcast episode? That'd be weird. That would be super fucking weird. You couldn't Actually, go Danny off script. Could script it. Danny you couldn't script go. It. It, it had to be like a For Kevin Smith movie. You can't go off script at all. All the words are precisely written exactly as they should be. Actually, if any if any of our friends want to do this, or anybody that listens to this, anyone that listens to this, wants to do this, we'd have to commit to doing at least one episode where we just read whatever they write. I think uh, Eric Branch listens to this. If Eric ever wanted to write something up, we'd do it. Oh, oh that's a trick. We'd have to one. do it if he did it. I mean, that's, that's what you one, just said. It, it, so. would, it would either be perfectly awesome, like Paul Thomas Anderson shit, or he would drag us through the fucking dirt. <laughs> Uh, it could be contrived and, you know, it who knows? Totally, it could be one or the other. He could, There's like, no editing a, process. So. He could write a masterpiece or he could make it sound like fools. Like we don't know. Well, we don't know anything. That's it. Thanks for listening. Uh, Scott, did you get to say everything you want to say today? Oh, absolutely not. See you next week. Oh, there's more to say. Good. Leave him wanting more. Uh, yeah. By the way. Uh, Go Tigers. Tigers made a big sign. Hello. So, uh. They signed a picture for many millions of dollars. We'll talk more about that next week. Tigers fever. By the next time we do an episode, the CBA should be expired and the lockout will be beginning. So we're going to need to cover our, we need to fill baseball news with no baseball news. So we'll save it for next time. Uh, Until then, Luke, John and me. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. A wishbone and wish for a sign. I told the whispers in my heart were fine. What did she think she could do? I feel for her. I really do. And I stared at